0: Welcome to Achieve More, the high-performance transformation podcast, where we discuss tactical, easy-to-use ways to help community and broader public sector organizations, teams, and individuals to transform and achieve higher performance. I am your host, Michael Sheel, and I am a high-performance coach and transformation consultant. I help people and teams find their vision, learn how to overcome their barriers, improve, and transform their lives and organizations and achieve so much more. Welcome everyone to this week's podcast. This week we're focusing on how to find time. When I asked some of you your biggest problems so that I could come up with podcasts that would help address them for you, an overwhelming top choice from from all of you that, that responded is lack of time. And you have lack of time to plan a project to figure out who to do it, lack of time for you to actually do the work to get the project done. And so this podcast is is focused on that, uh, a way to help you find the time to be able to do it, uh, to do the, the project work the way that you want to do it. So I want to start first, first with some of the reasons why you may not even have the time, you know, barring obviously having a full plate of responsibilities. Um, and they all sort of, they, they typically sort of revolve around uh, lack of efficiency and effectiveness. So you may not know what to do. Um, you don't know what to do at all, or you don't know what your next step is. You don't know how to do it. So maybe you've never done a project before. Maybe you've done a project, but you've never done something like this. Maybe you did the mistake that so many people make where they just start going into their activities and they do things, but then they don't, uh, without any real planning, they haven't figured out what sort of comes next after that. And so they start to stall a bit. Uh, some people, when you've been asked to do a project, you're just like, okay, sure, whatever. And then you start to sort of make it up along the way because you haven't done a project and you're not trained in it. I totally get that. So you don't know how to put things in order and how to, how to, how to fix it if it goes offline. And sometimes maybe it's around mistakes that you've made or barriers that have come up. And a lot of times that actually leads to lack of motivation and things take longer. They get pushed off. When we aren't motivated to really do them and so a lot of those uh, a lot of those reasons uh, are are sort of revolve around the fact that you, you don't have the tools or the experience or the training to figure out how to get through some of these challenges and as someone who has worked on hundreds of projects there are many projects i've worked on where i've never worked on that particular solution or that particular industry before but using some of these things that i'm about to tell you got me through figuring it out So here are five ways that will help you find magical time to get things done without cutting your existing workload, and none of them revolve around me finding a way to create a 26-hour day. All right, number one, know what you are doing, which I know sounds kind of facetious, but a big mistake that beginners make, as I just said, is that they start to do the work uh, while they do only a little bit of planning or no planning at all. When i talk to managers who have their staff working on projects and the staff don't have project management planning and i ask those managers you know what's what's the challenge that you face and i often get told well they didn't do any planning and they don't know where to go next and they sort of jump to doing the the analysis without really doing enough of the initial work and you know there's there's a reason that project managers are super swamped at first they spend extra time planning a project at the beginning so things go more like clockwork through the rest of the project now if you invest some time at the beginning of the project no it doesn't save you time then but over the long haul of whatever the project is that you're working on i guarantee you if you spend more time up front planning you will spend way less time doing the actual work throughout the whole project if you've got it planned out in advance the rest of the project will be significantly easier to implement and manage number two be organized this sort of just rolls right off of number one of knowing what you're doing uh You want to map things out, you want to write them down, you want to communicate them. So have a centralized place where you keep all this information, the project information, and hopefully you've got somebody else that you're working with on this project, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And even if you don't, write it down, plan it out, put it someplace central, look at it often, share it with your team, communicate it out. Have regular meetings, whether you need them or not. So... If you've got people that you're working with that are helping you with the project or that where maybe you're reporting to them, have regular meetings. If those regular meetings aren't set up and you're the one doing the work and you're reporting to somebody else, you insist on having those status meetings, regular status meetings, so that you can hold each other accountable. Because it's when we hold ourselves accountable for getting the work done that we actually get it done. It's really super simple for things to slide if you don't have a status report and you skip it because you're just you're busy with other stuff. So that's number two, be organized. Uh, number three, uh, use templates and tools and automate. And I've said this before in previous podcasts, if you use industry standard project management tools, and I'm all about trying to teach them to you folks, um, that will help you out tremendously. I'm thinking like a project plan, risk plan, decision logs, etc. There are some pretty simple but robust uh, tools that you can use that that it basically automates it for you. And when you get that set up, uh, it makes it significantly easier for you to be able to to do the work as you move forward. If you keep them in that centralized place I was talking about, everyone knows where to go. Now, here's the the magic trick for this: is is to share the load. So, um, if you've got teammates that you are working with, then they can you get them to update the project tool templates on a regular basis. So then you just review the work that they're doing and you make sure that things move along. If you were doing the project on your own, it doesn't matter. I still like using those tools because it makes it easier. If I've got a risk management log, I look at it weekly, and it reminds me, here's the big uh uh-oh factors that are about to hit the project that I need to work with. And trust me, I know from experience, if you deal with a risk before it becomes an issue, that will save you a truckload of time. Dealing with things in advance, not avoiding them, is really, really super useful. So having those tools that allow you to walk through it in a very simple way, and you walk through them regularly and you hold yourself and your teammates accountable, saves you a, tr- a ton of time later on in the project. Okay. Number four, uh, I kind of let it slip already is share the load. So even if it's just you working on this project, your boss has said, Hey, can you get this done for me in the next six weeks or the next four weeks, or the next three weeks? Sure. Then think about how can I get other people to help me with this? Because if you're organized and you're using tools and templates and you communicate it regularly, you can get other people to help you with something. It could be a project where you've never done this kind of work before. That's okay. If you're organized and you have these tools and templates and you set up your status report, all of that automates it and allows it to make it so much easier for you to be able to work through things and give you the time to think things through. If you follow what I said in, in, in point number one and point number two, where you're you're going to think ahead about what it is you need to do, what do you need to know, when do you need to do it, and you're organized about all of that, if you share that load with some colleagues, even if your manager only asked you to do it, that'll make your life that much easier. And again, as I just said, if you've got colleagues that are helping with things and you get them to to help you update your project planning tools along the way... It keeps all of you accountable and all of you up to date. Now, what I would do, too, I did this early on in my career. If you're asked to do a project and only you are asked, think about it. How can I get some help to get this done so I can still get it done on time? And then go back to your manager and say, look, I know you just asked me, but I want to ask my two colleagues here to help me out with this. And here's what I'm going to ask them to do. And here's how I'm going to manage that. And here's how it's going to be good quality for you. And I think your manager will allow you to do that. And then number five do the bare minimum. So, you know, I often tell people there's there's just an ungodly number of deliverables that a certified trained project manager is taught to do at all phases of the project. And that makes sense when you're doing big complex projects and you want to do things by the book. I totally get that. But in this situation what we're talking about is you don't need every single deliverable under the sun to be able to deliver your project. And by that I mean uh, project management tools, etc. So, I would use that minimum a project plan, a risk plan, and status reporting. Try getting away with just that, nothing else. And it will make your life so much easier that you're not managing 5, 10, 15, 20 different tools, templates, and deliverables with hundreds of people along the way. Okay, so those are the five things that I think right off the bat, you could use right away the next time someone asks you to do something. So number one, know what you're doing. Number two, be organized. Three. Use templates and tools and automate them. Number four, share the load and number five, bare minimum. All right. I hope that helps. Um, even if you do all of that, sometimes things happen and a project goes sideways. In fact, I guarantee you just about every project it's going to go sideways at some point in time, sometimes you're going to have no choice, but to spend time on it. If you know you're hitting a wall or you're about to hit a wall or something's going to happen. Try not to hit it and actually try to try to do the risk planning well in advance so you can get around it. But even then, you're probably still going to trip up and that's okay. Just know that that happens. But if you use some or all of those together, that should really, really shave down your time and make it a lot more manageable. All right. Thank you, everybody. Um, as always, please share this podcast with anyone you think who will gain from listening to it. Our goal is always to inspire, educate, and support as many teams and individuals as possible. Happy project managing this week, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Our goal is to help as many people as possible learn how to improve, transform, and achieve higher performance for themselves, their teams, and their organizations. So, if you like what you heard, I invite you to like, share, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. All of that helps others find us and helps us to achieve our goal of inspiring, engaging, and educating people and teams to improve and achieve more. You can also find the show notes to our website on our website at www.scg.team. Anything I reference in today's episode or any important links will be posted there as well. And while you're at our site, you can also subscribe to our weekly email blast so you don't miss it. Thanks again and have a great week.